Good morning. It's a beautiful day in Spring, Texas. I'm Fire Aunt Lisa. Welcome to my Gulf Coast garden. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for your loyal listening. I hope you're enjoying a little update from my garden. I think um, I like to kind of hear what other people are up to. So hopefully you're getting a little perspective of what a simple garden in Spring, Texas is like. And today I'm going to be talking about Drum roll, please. Collard greens. Yes, collard greens. Now, why am I always talking about collard greens? Well, because I grow them and I eat them every day. And today I'm going to talk about something that I'm kind of surprised I'm going to do, but I'm going to do a massive harvest of my collard greens and turn my beds over to something else for the summer. And oh, this is crazy for me. I don't really want to do it. And I'm not going to completely get rid of all my collards because it they can grow season after season. But I'm telling you, the cabbage worms have arrived and I'm so sick of picking them. I picked them all summer last year and along with the snails. And if the picking isn't enough, like you're bummed out because those worms, they destroy the leaves. So your harvest is way down. And so that's really frustrating. The quality of your harvest is way down. The quality of my harvest is way down. And It's also just nasty because their little poop gets everywhere. And so instead of just like rinsing off the dust or the pollen, um, if you have nice clean leaves, you end up having to do a lot of washing to get all the, you know, I I believe it's called frass, (laughs) the droppings of these little creatures. So anyway, this year I'm kind of thinking about giving that, giving up a lot of the collard green space. I have a fair number of collards in my, um, freezer that I've prepped before. I have a lot of collards out there to harvest. So I'm thinking to just do a big harvest this weekend and then call it good on the collards and then get my okra in the ground because I do want to have okra and I haven't really gotten anything going. And as I kind of mentioned before, there's just never enough space. And I also have potato, sweet potato slips coming this year. So I'm going to have to try to find somewhere to plant the sweet potatoes as well and since the collards seem to just be you know the cabbage worms are beating me to the harvest on those um I don't know I might be doing something a little bit different in terms of of ripping out the well I don't know I don't know if I'm going to pull them out by the roots or really what I'm going to do but probably pull them out by the roots except for one or two plants that I'm going to keep an interesting thing is that I had these tubs these they're pretty big tubs are two feet across probably two feet tall plastic um I think they're made for gardening I don't know they were passed along to me and I don't know what they're originally if they had big trees in them originally or something but like a big big pot and I filled those and each one of those had one really great collard plant growing in it and um I started the plants from seeds in the fall and they were looking really, really great all winter. And now that the cabbage worms have arrived, they're kind of getting a little bit ravaged out there. But what's kind of crazy is I had four of these bins and in one of the bins, a big fire ant pile or fire ant mound developed you know the fire ants moved into one of them and I will just say that that collard plant that has that is essentially growing out of a massive 
fire ant pile is the healthiest. The cabbage worms have not, no worms have gotten a toehold on that plant. The leaves are gorgeous and completely intact. And I think that's because the fire ants are eating the cabbage worms. So um, just kind of an interesting balance of nature sort of going on there. You know, we talk a lot about, we generally, the sort of organic gardening folks about how to set up an ecosystem kind of in your own area, in your own domain that you're controlling of having the right mix of plants that draw the right mix of animals to kind of keep things going together. And down here in Texas, the fire ant is much vilified. But I mean, whatever, they ate up all the collards. Now that plant's still all intact because I've been too scared to harvest because I don't really want to get all the ants worked up. So it's not like a 100% solution. It's still a little bit of a challenge, but um, I am going to harvest that this time and we'll just kind of see how developed the mound is. In other news, nasturtiums have bloomed. So this is really exciting for me. I haven't had much luck with nasturtiums ever. And I think that's because I have kind of planted them where they were too exposed. But this year, I really kind of tried to tuck the seeds in among other plants. And they seem to be doing really well in kind of these tucked in shady areas. And I actually have a couple nasturtium blossoms today I saw when I was outside. So that was really good news. Now that certainly wasn't enough nasturtium blossoms to keep the cabbage moths away, which I have heard can be a help, but I think you need to do a lot more aggressive companion planting to see any benefits from that area, but that's going. My garlic looks really good. Some of them, though, seem to be really going to flower, so I don't know that the clove development is going to be excellent for those, and then I recall that this year I was not able to order my seed garlic um, that I would want, so I actually just used the grocery store garlic, and I think that that probably was going to be a mistake. I think I haven't, when I have used the seed garlic, I haven't noticed this the splitting of leaves and feathering that I'm starting to see now from some of the garlic and the kidney. I think it's going to go to seed as opposed to set up a clove, but um, it's not quite time to harvest it yet anyway. You sort of want about a third of the leaves to be brown and all of the leaves are still green right now. So um, the leaves look robust. The plants look pretty strong. The necks are thick, but I guess we'll see when I go to pull them if the cloves have even worked. Now it will be disappointing if I don't get any good garlic cloves out of that because it has been a long time and a lot of space. We plant the garlic um, on Halloween and harvest on Mother's Day. So it's a long time that those plants are in the ground taking up space. But either way, we'll get all that stuff cleared out, um, get out the collards, get out the garlic, and I think get ready for okra and sweet potato to take me through the summer. So that's kind of an update from my yard. Everything else is going good. Lemons are good. Jasmine started blooming. So that's really exciting. I, um, my husband really likes the jasmine and so do I and um happy to have that going out there. Um I don't really have appropriate trellising for it, so it's kind of a mess, but it's sort of a sprawling mess and we'll see if we can figure out some better way to uh get that going in the future. But it's it's very healthy sprawling mess and has a lot of blossoms 
sprawling mess. So that's good. The nasturtiums are blooming. I told you that. The jasmine's blooming. That's good. The fig tree is putting out a lot of leaves. I thought I had noticed a small fig fruit, but then I couldn't see it. So I don't know if that was actually just kind of a a leaf getting ready to emerge that kind of had a fruit shape and that would make more sense because I haven't seen any blossoms and there is a cycle to things. I did plant a persimmon tree this year and so that oh my gosh that was like a stick in the ground for a long time and I <laughs> that's the worst feeling you plant these bare trees and then you just wonder is this thing gonna go and then you have to give it plenty of time and I'm like am I gonna be staring at this stick for two years when am I gonna give up on this thing? Well, never is the answer because it did finally put out leaves. So I don't know if it heard me talking to it saying, come on, buddy, let's get going. But it's starting to leaf out. So that's really exciting. The blueberries are doing okay. They don't really have an ideal spot, but they have some pretty blossoms and there's some little berries. So I might try to... Um, get those little nets to put over the berries. We have so many creatures here in my suburban yard. They're not that amazing, but I tell you, just these little birds and squirrels can really do a lot of damage. And um, so trying to protect my plants from those is a bit of a challenge, but um, one that's a challenge I welcome. So all right, that's kind of an update. There's, it's, Spring has sprung. There's a lot of things going on, and I'm getting ready for this transition from my more winter crops, uh, which are garlic and collards, to the summer crops, which are going to be the sweet potatoes and okra. And, um, and that's going to be really exciting for me, and it's a big change for me to not be focused on collard greens year-round, but I just... Ugh, I'm sick of picking these worms and I think that the best time to grow the plants is in the winter because I think when we do have just a little bit cooler temperatures it really decreases the activity of the worms so that's what I've got for now and the last update is I fire aunt Lisa have invented a garden raised bed system so that's made of plastic and it's modular and you get these little plastic pieces and you can build up a raised bed in kind of any size and configuration you want um, affordably so this product is in product development phase right now but I entered one of these online business contests called the five minute pitch where I pitched my idea and this is going to be the big public reveal of my raised bed system that's called the grow cube and i'm really excited to share it with everyone i move forward with getting a patent on it so it's my idea and it's going to be protected and um that means that i can share it openly and i'm really excited to do that and to kind of find out if some of my listeners or gardener friends are interested in something like this so please consider marking your calendar for next friday april 19th at 5 p.m is when the 5 p.m eastern standard time is when the video is going to go live on youtube so it's a youtube show it's called the five minute pitch and i'm trying to encourage everyone i know to encourage to come to watch the show on YouTube and have all of those people encourage everyone they know and then have all of those people talk to every single person on the internet and then I should hopefully get the number of views I'm looking for on this YouTube show that's launching well it's been a season going on all spring but my episode is on April 19th 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Of course, it'll be available forever on YouTube, but I'm really trying to get some folks to come and watch that video in the first 12 to 24 hours that it's posted because that's like the secret to the algorithm, apparently, according to those that 
are interested in algorithmic secrets. So I really hope you all will consider visiting that. If you, um, I'll have the link on my webpage, okragardensupply.com, fireantlisa.com. And if you follow me on Instagram at fireantlisa, um, that's where I'm going to be doing most of my promotion. So I'll have the links will be there and there'll be little posts. And, you know, theoretically, if I get my act together, there'll be a little post and things. And then I'm going to try to actually even promote those posts with cash money paid to Mark Zuckerberg to try to get the word out um, about this because I really want to let people know about it and then hopefully get people to consider making a pre-order so that I can start to figure out um, is this going to be worth it for me to actually get it manufactured. So pretty exciting things going on. It's definitely a big step above gardening gloves, but gardening gloves are essential and you can always get those at amazon.com slash okra garden supply. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this kind of around the garden roundup and I hope everything's going great for you. Um, Really appreciate you listening. All of those things like follow, rate, review, you know how it works on the internet and anything you could do to help me get my message out, I very much appreciate. So have a great day and hopefully I will see you next Friday afternoon on YouTube. Talk to you later.